Hello and welcome to the Meeting Gold Podcast. My name is Samuel Mealy, your host, and today we have a very special guest, Brad LaBelle here. Guys, he's a young guy, but you know what? He's getting into real estate. Um, we'll, we'll dive into that as well. Um, really showing the hustle and uh, and knowledge that it requires to get into real estate and be super prepared. Because, I mean, that's that's a huge thing to any job that you're going into, right? Is, of course. Is having that prior knowledge, no matter what it is, but finding ways that you can... Uh, that you can really utilize that, right? So let's talk a little bit about that, Brad. First, give us a little background on uh, on what you're doing now and stuff. Yeah, so um, I'm 20 years old currently. Um, I live in Hamilton, Ontario, not too far away from here. Um, I work at a construction shop right now. I usually work around uh, home landscapers. I work on bringing them stones, bricks, um, PT, which is just pressure treated wood, which is actually skyrocketing in price right now surprisingly yeah um, i've heard of that yeah. yeah so that's basically what i'm doing right now um i come from a pretty simple background um i grew up playing hockey um i quit hockey once i realized i wasn't going to make it professional <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> i was always business minded always on youtube searching up you know business videos i'm huge fan of gary v yeah um, love, same here love gary v everything he has to offer he's a huge pioneer just for kids today and yeah um i got into high school um I was lost at a point. I reached kind of a low time where I wasn't uh, really sure what I wanted to do with my life. And I was kind of going through it, but um, I kind of dug myself out of there. And now I'm at the best point I've been in my life thus far. And I'm working on uh, about to get my real estate license and then I'm going to take it from there and I'll gotcha. build a business. I mean, it's a big thing. Uh, you know, you talk about hockey. I have a couple of buddies of mine who are playing hockey and stuff. It's, you know, it's, it's tough to realize like how long you want to pursue that dream for before you, you know, move on. And that's like anything in life too, right? Is how long do you want to pursue something before you realize, Hey, it's either time to move on, you know, um, change <laughs> industries, right? Which is yeah. what you're doing. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that. So you are working in construction right now, yeah. um, and then you are on your way to getting your real estate license? Yeah, like I'm done real estate school, everything. I'm just working on getting things sorted out with the brokerage right now, and you know, signing the contract, um, getting everything paid, and that's literally a month away that I'm looking forward to actually taking my first step into the business and you know, um, building a, a referral business around listings. That's basically what I'm right. gonna do, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna work on uh, building a team a team of members and then I'm gonna eventually the goal is to leave the team at the very top and you know have passive a passive income stream where I can then devote my time to other things which I mean real estate is a, is a you're very smart to going into real estate because whether it is you own your own property or you know you have you have a team beside you or you're doing it yourself in some way, shape, or form, it's going to end up being a passive income, whether that's through investments of any kind, right? So let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing now to kind of prepare yourself, prepare yourself, but also set yourself up for success in real estate. Like, what kind of things are you doing to network, build relationships, um, all that kind of stuff? Can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah, great question. So, um, in terms of networking. You know, this is a very simple thing that I feel like a lot of people like to complicate. It's really not that. Um, you know, it's really not that hard to um, take forth in, you know. Um, you know that Clubhouse? Yeah, I do know yeah, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yep. If, listen, if you want to network with people, you have to go where other people want to network. And now there's apps literally devoted to just networking with other people in whatever niche you choose. Like LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn too. LinkedIn's a great one. Um, I'm not on LinkedIn that much. I try to be. I'm getting familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah. In terms of Clubhouse, Clubhouse is so powerful. Like you can enter a room of any niche you want and be surrounded by people who are all talking the same thing. 
and right. just educating each other. Like I was in a, about a month ago, I'd say I was in a room with Grant Cardone, like a real estate, a real estate goddess. Wow. Yeah. Like just having that knowledge presented to me at that length over the phone, that was, that's invaluable. And I feel like if people want to network, the opportunities there, not just over an app, but on Instagram too, right? Right. In today's age, your Instagram is your business card. Let's be real. Your Instagram. That's is true. Your, That's people true, are yeah. judging you off your Instagram. The first thing people go to is your Instagram, right? And you need to make sure your account is set up in a way where people can look at what you have to offer and, you know, feel like they can value from you, you know, because right. people aren't going to respect you if you have really nothing to offer. People tend to only be into things that value they get a mutual benefit from, right? Right. So that's why building your social media and you know being vulnerable on platforms like Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be, is very important. And the thing about networking is it's always good to be first. Mm, a lot yeah. of people don't want to be first. We, yep. There's a saying in business, you're gonna find it hard to get money from me if I find it hard to get money from you. <laughs> Interesting, yep, yep. So what that means is, you know, say we both run our own t-shirt business, right? I have my business, you have yours. I want you to buy from mine. You're not buying from mine. Okay, but what if I just took initiative and bought from you? And then I posted you on my story and I had, um, you got a couple sales from that, right? And now you feel like I did you a favor, so now you're kind of on my team, right? Like I did you a favor, you buy my t-shirt now and you post it on yours. Now I got a couple sales. So from me being first and allowing myself to, you know, be vulnerable and create a connection with you. We either didn't create a connection or all. I went and bought your product and I promoted it. Now we have a relationship because right. we, both, we both brought value to each other. So now there's a mutual benefit. It's very interesting you say that because it's kind of something that that uh, goes unnoticed in a lot of uh, in a lot of different avenues, especially on social media. Um, and you know. I actually really like that you brought this up because the whole podcast, guys, is about networking and building relationships. And like, you really dove into what's an actual strategy that you can use to do so. And you know, I've heard it before. It's like Gary V talks about. I'm sure we've heard it the same way. Put is you provide unquestionable value to somebody else. And chances are they may provide you know value to you too. And the other thing too is like. It's it's very clear, you know, you don't want to do it just to get a get a sale back from them. You truly want to do it because you want to build a relationship. If you're doing it for any other reason than that, you know, chances are people smell it. You know, we talked. I actually talked about this with a with another person on our, our most recent podcast. Is that you know people can really smell when you're being fake, and it's it's not a good look. Right, and so I hear what you're saying. It's it's very smart to really just show support to people, and you know if they want to show support back, that's great. But if not, you know, no pressure, right? Of course, yeah, and you know, like I'm on my Instagram all the time, seeing people doing their own thing, whether it be like a music artist, someone building a brand. I'll DM them. I I'll just DM them. I'll go to their account, message, and be like, "Yo, really love what you're doing. Like, this is a great idea. Blah blah blah. Keep it up." If they respond, which a lot of the time, sadly, they don't respond. That's right? true. That's true. But for the ones that do respond, now we have a connection, and now they follow me, and I follow them. You know, yep. so. it's it's actually very interesting you say that because um, shout out to Andrew Perry, who we had on our first episode. He talked a lot about how he got a ton of messages, and he actually works hard to respond to almost every single message. Obviously, there's the fake ones and stuff, but because I think I I think it's like 
people think sometimes they may be too good to respond when you're really not. You don't know what you're missing out on unless you know who that person is, right? And so, I mean, kudos to Andrew and, and kudos to you for really seeing that is that, you know, every single, every single time you get a message, at least look at it and then answer back. Say, hey, how's it going? You know, can you tell me more? right? Can we have a call? Because 10 minutes isn't going to hurt your life. Okay. In fact, if it doesn't do you anything, okay. You, you knew for 10 minutes of your time, you learned that that isn't something you want to get into. Or if it does do you good, right? Within that 10 minutes, that can turn into, you know, 10 years of income. Yeah. I mean, really think about it, right? What, what I guess I'd say is nurturing the people that support you is very important when building anything. Because without mm. these people, you're nothing. Yep. These people... Like I said, they, they are accounting for some of the success you are having. Not that your hard work isn't getting you anywhere, but without these people, you're not going to grow as fast as you would, say, without them. Right. So it's very important you take care of these people. And that's why, you know, um, brands communicating with their consumers is very important. And I feel like that's... Um, being revolutionized in today's yeah. world. No, it's true. It it's very. Uh, I think it's a great marketing strategy, especially for bigger brands. You know, whether it's a real estate brokerage or a team, or not even in real estate, just you know, Nike for heaven's sake, or, or something like that. Right? You you want to pro. You don't even feel like you have to promote yourself as long as you talk to the people that support you. They will talk about you too. And it's not even like you do it for that. But they truly see when you value them. Right? And I think, that, you know, unfortunately that's a lost trait in, uh, in a lot of people. And uh, I mean, hence why a lot of businesses don't succeed yep. is because they want to consistently get new clients, new clients, new clients, but they're not going to nurture the ones that they already have. Right. And I mean, that's the most important part is, and even in my business, you know, me doing videos, right. I always try to anybody who I work with, if they don't work with me a second time, I feel like I did something wrong. And then I try to learn from it. Right. And to be honest with you, I think that's most people's, well, most, most people who want to try to be the best version of themselves think that way. Right. And I, I can tell you think that way as well is yeah. I want to work with you as many times as possible. And if you maybe don't see the value, it's, Ask yourself why. What could I be doing better, you know, to to really provide people value and and show that I am worth talking to. I'm worth working with, right? So, Brad, talk a little bit about, um, you know, maybe some things in your past, like like high school and stuff, you know, because um, how old are you right now? I'm 20. Years 20. Old. Okay, so about about three year difference uh, with with you and me, and you know, just graduating high school, and you you know coming out of it a couple years uh, before me. What were some things that you kind of felt like maybe either prepared you for where you are in, you know, uh, being in a younger audience like high school or did it like did did classes prepare you, um, you know, did being around in the situations that you were in in hockey and, and sports in general, did that prepare you? What kind of things mm -hmm. can you touch on with that? Yeah, so high school for me was a very love-hate relationship, I would say. You mm -hmm. know, I didn't see the value school was bringing me from my life personally because I was entrepreneurial. Um, had an entrepreneurial mindset from the get-go of like right. joining high school. So yeah, um, I dreaded high school every day, man. I did not want to go to school. Um, it was hard for me to get up to class every morning and pretend like I cared about what the teacher was saying because it just wasn't the path for me. And I knew that from the get-go, but I still found myself in a slump where I felt pressured to go to you know post-secondary and attend university and uh, further my education there, which was a big, a big red flag for me. And I knew that, but I, right. I found myself stuck in the trap of 
going down that route anyways and i feel like that's um a trap that a lot of kids get stuck in these days right is uh furthering that education before they truly know who themselves are and i actually um i'm writing about that in my book that's uh one of the kind of sections i focus on yeah and yeah man i was going to i was going to school for kinesiology at a point i was ready to go come from a sports background. I wanted to be an athletic physiotherapist. I went up to Brock University down over here in St. Catharines. Um, I was looking at dorms to move into. And I, I was looking, I was looking. End of the day comes, I'm driving back home with my mom. I just looked at her, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I just said, I don't want to do this. And yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't go back and I was like, okay, I have a year to think about what I want to do now. So you did, you took a gap year. Yeah, I did take a gap year. And this thing, the thing about the gap year is, you know, I was still lost. I, was, I still felt pressured. I still felt like I had to figure, I have a year to figure this out now. Right, right. And lo and behold, I found myself stuck in the same situation I just previously got out of. I actually decided to go to Mohawk College for electricianing. A funny story, um, time September came around, um, the classes are online because COVID. Oh, but, yeah. But yeah. Um, my, my classes were actually in person, right, because it's a trade, so I actually had to be there. Right. I pull up to the first class and they're like, <laughs> they're like, you need um, steel toe boots, you need tools. Like, oh boy. Like, what the heck is this? Yeah, like, yeah. This isn't me at all. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't wanna wear boots, I don't wanna work with tools. <laughs> I did not go past the first day and I, I dropped out again. And wow, it's funny because once I dropped out that second time, real estate was brought on to me. And to kind of circle back to high school, in high school, I was a very introverted kid. I didn't want to talk to people. I would walk down the hallways, just focus on what I'm doing. I'm going to class. I don't want to talk to people. Cool, whatever. And that was actually a big weakness in myself. And this is what led me to my passion for real estate. So to find out my passion, I had to look at my weakest strength, right. my, my weakest trait, right. which was talking to people. And I found out that it was due to a lack of respect for other people's lives. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't care enough about people to, you know, talk to them, figure out how their day is going. And this is what, I recognize this in myself. And, you know, eventually I just had to flip my mindset around. And, you know, everyone's put on this world going through their own circumstances and that everyone deserves a certain level of respect. Right. And it wasn't that I was trying to disrespect them. I just didn't care enough to talk to them. Yeah, and, and that's that's okay. I mean, high school, you're, uh, you're a young person like trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life, right? Mm -hmm. It's not easy. And now like everywhere I go, I want to, whoever I meet, I want to know everything about you. Like I find it so interesting to talk to other people, like pick their brains. Right. You know, I really want to help people and have people open up to me and solve problems in other yeah. people's lives. And, and I, it's actually very important that you, you kind of talked about that. And if you're okay with it, I want to kind of stay on this topic because I think it's a it's a big issue for for a lot of young people nowadays. I mean, whether you're 14 getting into high school or you know you're 20, right? Still kind of figuring out what you want to do. You you don't really have a direction. These are kind of the things that you need to listen to. Is like try to flip your mindset and wanting to to listen to people and hear them because it's you can learn so much and people respect you so much if you just care and show that you care about them. 
right? And that can take you a long distance in life in itself. Whether whatever career you do, you need to be able to talk to people no matter what it is, right? And so it's important to grasp that, especially at an early age. And it's good that you grasp it now because you know, some people don't grasp it till they're like 30, 35 and it's too late. Yeah. Right. And, and people have moved on with their lives. So it must've been, I got to say like kudos to you for having the guts to really drop out two times from college, right. After taking a gap year. I mean, most people just kind of ride the wave. They're just going through the motions, hoping that, you know, I'll get a job out of uni or college or whatever it is. And just go from there. And it's like, that's not how life is supposed to be lived, right? Can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Of course, yeah. So everyone should be living on this earth to live out their purpose. But the people who actually find their purpose is a very small percentage of people. Hmm. See, the things people worry about most in life is one, their career. Two, the people around them, uh, their friends, more specifically who they're going to marry. These are future worries we're talking about here. And then their financial situation. People are always drowning in their financial situation, whatever it may be. People are a victim to their conditions when it comes to the financials. 100%. So these are three things I actually talk about in my book. And to to bring it back, um, someone who's not living out their purpose needs to really sit down with themselves and, you know, understand time is on their side. You're not, you're going to run out of time eventually, but for right now in the moment you're living in time is more definitely on your side. Right. And you need to be able to sit down and ask yourself questions about where you see your future self and how that's going to make you feel more importantly, how you feel is by far the most important thing, um, ever.